you. Welcome to Afternoon Tea. Today, we are doing an episode for Boob Talk. We're Casey Women's Ministry. And in Boob Talk, we talk about all things lactation, breastfeeding, and baby feeding. Um, today, we're going to talk about the five main causes of a low milk supply. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that if you address all five of these, your milk supply is magically going to increase. But these can be potential um, reasons why your milk supply may have dipped or is just really low to begin with. So there are a few things that can make them dip and we're going to go dive into them today. I'm Brittany Brownell. I'm a birth and bereavement doula certified by Still Birth Day. I'm a certified birth photographer and I am the education director. <laughs> so weird to say it that way now instead of marketing <laughs> director. <laughs> um, with Keeping, Com- Keeping Community Women's Ministry, KCWM. And I'm Madison. I'm also a certified birth and bereavement doula through Still Birthday. I'm also a trained postpartum doula, and I am the doula operations director with KCWM. One of the biggest causes of a low milk supply is just literally not putting your baby to your breast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, early on, yes, your body is driven mainly by hormones and will create that milk based on hormones. But milk production is extremely based on supply and demand. So whatever you're demanding your body to make, your body will reach that demand if you put your baby to the breast enough. Yeah, absolutely. So the more your baby is eating, the more you're going to produce. Um, um, Pumping can certainly help um, give your breasts enough stimulation if you're not putting baby to breast um, enough to increase your supply. However, the most effective way of raising your milk production is to actually put baby to breast and to make sure that they have a proper latch, which I believe is number two. Yes, the proper latch is number two. Um, yes. So, I actually go over this in my breastfeeding class. I have all kinds of graphics and everything. (laughs) Um, Before we get into proper latch, I really want to talk about why someone might think they're not making enough breast milk. Um, Because if you've really truly identified that you're not making enough milk and we need to go talk about these, I want us to be aware of how much milk baby actually needs so that you can help determine that. Hopefully you've already determined that and we probably shouldn't go over that in this video. Baby's latch, let's just keep going with our original. <laughs> All right, so yes. baby's latch, we're saying that we need to put be putting baby to breast to help increase production. Um, however, if baby doesn't have a correct latch, bringing them to the breast is not going to do much um, because you need the proper stimulation and the proper removal of milk in order to trigger your body to say, hey, we need to make more milk um, to replace what's being taken out, um, which is done exclusively through a proper latch. If you don't have a proper latch, milk is not going to be removed in the proper way. Right. And we can discuss more details on a proper latch in another video. Or you can take my breastfeeding class and we can go over it there. Um, But a proper latch is paramount to making sure that when baby is put to breast, that milk is being removed accurately. Um, Some things that can affect a proper latch, tongue tie or lip tie, 
or just not getting enough breast in the baby's mouth in general. You know, you really need all of that areola and some of that breast tissue fully in baby's mouth to have a proper latch. We'll go yeah. more in depth with that later. Um, not in this video because we just don't have time for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. I know. I really want to go deep into it. Can you tell? <laughs> Maybe just a little. I'm, I'm pulling myself back here. Okay. So cause number three, not drinking enough water or eating enough calories. Mm -hmm. um, your body is doing a lot of work and that work requires sustenance. That work requires energy and it cannot do that work if you don't feed it. Um, so calorie wise, you need at least an extra 500 calories a day. Um, if you go to Kelly mom's website, it gives you a good range of calories to stay within or, you know, at least, yeah. Yeah. To stay within, you can go, definitely eat more than that, but you might find that you're starting to gain weight. If you eat more than a certain amount, it's a, it's a fine line. It's a balance. It's a very fine line. Um, yes. Ultimately listen to your body. If you're hungry, go and eat, yeah. but try and make it healthy calories. Try and make it. And when I say healthy, I don't mean super greasy or super fatty foods yeah. like the bad fats. I'm like saturated fats. Is it saturated? Yeah. The saturated yeah. fats. You want those not necessarily monosaturated fats, but you want those healthy fats like avocado and nuts, um, seeds and carrots, which aren't fatty, but they're vegetables and high in, <laughs> high in, <laughs> uh, they're high in keratin and all the things that your body needs to help make your milk have all the vitamins and minerals that your baby needs to continue growing. Not to mention your body will need in order to continue making milk and just to function properly. Yeah. Um, with your hormone changes, you're going to find that you have some memory lapse where you have, you still have mom brain. It's a thing. It stays yeah. there and it's not going <laughs> to go away unless you eat healthy and give your body the nutrients it needs. Um, water. Okay. This one's a doozy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot. So I didn't realize um, that Mayo Clinic had actually increased the base amount for a non-pregnant, non-breastfeeding person. Yeah. And that used to be eight cups a day. It is now 11 and a half cups a day for women and 15 and a half cups a day for men. That's a lot. Wow. That's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. <laughs> That's a lot of water. And that's not an ounce. Um, that's no. not in ounces. That's in cups. That's so, in cups. That's yeah. a lot of water. It's recommended for a breastfeeding person to have 13 to 16 cups of water a day. Guys, that is the equivalent of a gallon of milk. A big fat gallon of milk that it takes us a week to get through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of water. Drink your water, girl. Drink it because that's what's going to help you make that milk. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the water gives you what they call the four milk. And then your fatty foods gives you that dense, fatty, filling hind milk. So your four milk helps quench the thirst while the hind milk helps make your baby feel full. They need both. Yes. Um, and your body's not going to produce that without a, enough calories, and B, enough water. All right. So cause number four for potentially reducing your milk supply. 
for sparkle fingers. We're not going to sign today. This is the, (laughs) but we're going to do some sparkle fingers and do four. I like that. (laughs) I like it. All right. So milk, we'll teach you some sign language through this because we're learning right now. We're we're doing our own study. Um, But so constrictive clothing, Mm -hmm. something that's too tight, something that, um, you know, we were just talking in our previous video about nursing tops and nursing bras. I like them because they are tighter and women like to wear their sports bras um, when they're breastfeeding. Totally fine. If it's loose enough to allow your breasts some movement um, to not make them feel like they're squished. Yeah, <laughs> squished absolutely. Yeah. They need space to create that milk. And as they create that milk, they need that space to store the milk until mm-hmm. baby gets to the point of ready to remove it. Yes. Um, it needs room to grow. Yeah, room to grow. Now, that's not saying get a bra that's a size too big. No. You don't need to do that. That's not going to help either. <laughs> no, and that's that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Get a well-fitting bra that shapes and conforms to your body and feels comfortable to wear. Um, yeah. Something that's going to keep you in place, but not so much in place that you're like, oh my gosh, I just, I want to get this thing off. Because get it off. Yeah. Right. You get it off if you, if you, you want to get it off feel, you don't want to feel restricted that's the whole point um and and one thing that's really important too that we had had mentioned in our previous video about nursing bras is um underwires mm-hmm. um you want to be if you do choose a nursing bra with an underwire or you're wearing just a regular bra that has an underwire you want to be very careful about the placement of that wire if that wire is compressing any kind of breast tissue you risk that it's um, restricting those milk ducts, which can affect your supply. Um, So along with the tightness of the bra, you want to make sure that that wire is fully underneath all breast tissue, especially on the side, because you can have that wire way up Mm -hmm. and you have some vital milk ducts that are right in your armpits, right where those um, lymph nodes are. And if you have a bra wire, um, laying on top of them that can affect your supply as well Mm -hmm. definitely um i have both i had both i had bras that have the underwire because i find them more comfortable and then i had bras that didn't have the underwire as a smaller chested woman um I find that the bras without underwire don't stay put as well for me. So it was very important, like Madison was saying, that you get a bra that goes all the way, either, you know, it stops before it gets to the edge of your breast or it at least goes all the way because you do have that breast tissue under your armpit. Um, You know, my bra, unfortunately, I'm a smaller breasted woman and they don't always make smaller (laughs) cup sizes for a breastfeeding woman i had a hard time finding some of them especially a few years six years ago when i got most of them um so my bras tended to be a little on the large side that ended up being a good thing because i definitely didn't have a wire on my breast tissue but (laughs) it's also not that comfortable because you have to tighten everything up right so right just find something that's comfortable for you to wear that you don't feel like you're just get it off because that probably means you shouldn't wear it. All right. 
last one, cause number five or potential cause number five, certain essential oils and medications. Um, and there are a few foods. There aren't very many, but there are a few um, that can affect your breast milk supply. So some major essential oils, um, oils that are in the mint family. Now that's not saying you can't chew bubble, you can't chew your favorite mint gum anymore, or that you can't put on Burt's Bees on your lips because it, you know the original Burt's Bees is minty. Yeah, I reference these from experience <laughs> <laughs> um, and learning, and I want to pass that knowledge on to you, so you don't have to learn the hard way like I did. <laughs> um, same thing with jasmine as another essential oil that's not saying you have to avoid the flower of jasmine and never smell it but it does mean don't put that essential oil between your breasts don't put it in a necklace between your breasts don't put it in a diffuser and smell it all day long Mm -hmm. you're going to find that you're going to reduce your milk supply drastically with some of these oils some women are highly susceptible to them some women couldn't care less it doesn't make any difference there i feel fewer and far between rather than those who are more susceptible to them even just a little bit play with it just be aware that if you like the jasmine essential oil this could affect your breast milk and if you're finding that your breast milk is reducing this might be one of those items that you want to try and remove first Um, now i mentioned mint earlier And I'm not meaning mint as in just an essential oil. Depending on how much mint tea you're drinking, depending on how much gum you're chewing, depending on um, how much mint is in your life. Now, toothpaste, it shouldn't really give you much of an issue. But things that are directly between your breast and on your body, things that you're smelling constantly, things that you're, you're basically just endoused in, that is what I'm talking about yeah chew your gum go for it put your chapstick on on your lips don't put them on your chapped nipples the minty one especially not that <laughs> yeah put it on your breasts if it's not the minty chapstick you know if it's yeah. the mango one go for it <laughs> if it's the mint one trust me don't do it <laughs> It's not that it hurts because it feels really good. Actually, it's kind of cooling, but um, that mint will reduce your milk supply because you're directly putting it on the place where you don't want it to reduce that supply. Right. Um, So we mentioned some medications a minute ago, decongestants, things that are going to reduce mucus creation. Milk's not a mucus, you say. No, it's not, but your body is still creating it as though it were a mucus and things that are a decongestant, something that's meant to reduce mucus, it's going to reduce your milk supply, such as Sudafed and, you know, sometimes what, um, Mucinex. Mucinex, yeah. yeah. Um, some of the cold, over-the-counter cold medications. Yeah. You just like with with essential oils and other and and any medication everyone has a different reaction to medications i'm not saying don't take it but just be aware that it could cause a reduction in your milk supply um yeah and check with your doctor about any especially prescription medication 
um, if you're starting something new or if you were on something during pregnancy, um, because some medications are safe for pregnancy, but can reduce your milk supply. Um, so definitely check with your doctor over the counter or prescription. If you're not sure, just ask. Yeah, just ask. Find someone to talk to. And that's not saying that every doctor is going to know. Every pediatrician is not going to know. Every OB is not going to know. Every midwife is not going to know. A lactation consultant, however, they should know. Yes. A doula should have at least a basic understanding. Um, and if you have more questions, reach out to us. We have a wealth of knowledge. We have a wealth of doulas with a wealth of knowledge. And yes. you know, even if you're not talking directly to Madison or I, all of our doulas at KC Women's Ministry do have this basic knowledge and can answer these questions. Yeah, so absolutely. Reach out. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that concludes our top five causes of low milk supply. I think so. <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us today. I will link the Kelly mom and um, the very well family drink information on there. Hopefully I will get a blog written with these in there as well and link it back so that you can get access to it in a readable format as well as a video format. But until next time, next Thursday, we'll see you again. We're still deciding on our topic for next Thursday. So feel free to send us a comment. Let us know if you have questions, like we said, reach out to us. Ask yeah. those questions. If you like this video, please like it on YouTube for us. It helps show that you like these topics and that we should do more of these topics. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you get a notification when our next video comes out on Thursday at 1.30. And we cannot wait to see you. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>